Hi, I'm Caroline. And I'm James. And this is Outsourced. Each week, we'll be discussing different topics around freelancing and being self-employed. Thanks for listening to Outsourced. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Outsourced with me, James, and my wife, Caroline. Hello. Hi, how are you? (laughs) I'm good, thanks. How are you? (laughs) Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um... I always, I never know how much we should just have a little bit of a chat at the beginning of podcasts, but I'm guessing people don't really want that, do they? How did you find last week's? Good, yeah. I thought I thought it was good. Um, well, we didn't have any awkward silences, which makes it easier in the edit, so I guess that's good, right? Yeah, last week was our first week of just going live, wasn't it? We We... We published what we recorded, basically. Yeah, and that's what we are going to do more. Well, every time, by the way. So if there's anything, if there's ever something going on in the background, we're not going to edit it out because we just think it sounds... Over-polished. Yeah, and also I think that we've listened to quite a few cool podcasts lately where they just don't care. They just talk and they let it be natural. And that's kind of what we want to do, so... We're doing it, basically, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Um, so what are we talking about this week? We are going to talk about burnout this week. And it's this isn't an exclusive topic for freelancers. No, no. It, it, obviously, it can happen to anyone in the workspace as well as the personal space. But um, I think it's highlighted more with freelancers and self-employed people because of the additional uh, responsibilities that fall upon your shoulders um, which that more responsibilities tends to mean you have to spend more um, brain power thinking about thinking about these things, and you haven't got a team of people to to offload or rely on. I think that's one of the really key points about burnout is that you don't have a, a team of people around you, and loneliness is is a huge thing in freelancing. A lot of people say, "I don't know how you can." work on your own because how do you not get really lonely and I think it's good for us because we've got each other but I mean most people who work on their own do really work all day just just them yeah I get that that can be super tough if you don't have a profession that interacts with people and you are on your own at home and even if you don't have someone that comes home after a a days of, of of work so you could potentially spend all of your waking day alone, not talking to anyone. Exactly. Um, so, and I guess we'll, we'll, that might be, we might come to that, might we, as one of the causes of burnout. Yeah, we are going to talk about that. It's something that I've written down anyway. So, um, I, I just, I thought I'd also give a little bit of a reasoning as to why we've decided to talk about burnout this week. It's because um, uh, late last year, Burnout was classified as a global phenomenon by the World Health Organization. Um, which so, start off, what is burnout? It's it's the, the, the I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, it's it's when you feel as though life is getting too much for you, but it's specific to work. So when you feel as though the pressure is mounting and you don't really know what to do about it you feel tired you feel stressed constantly and this is something that the NHS have been very specific about with burnout is they've said that it is something that is around all the time 
So mm. it's not some. It's not like you know. Sometimes when you're doing a piece of work and it's a bit overwhelming, yeah. and you'll get a bit stressed. That's not burnout. Yeah. But I guess that is a contributing factor to burnout because if you keep taking on these projects all the time, and they keep making you feel really stressed out, then of course you're gonna you're gonna feel stressed. But um, burnout is technically when you always feel like that. It's you a, never feel normal. It's a chronic um, yeah. overwhelm feeling of overwhelmingness. But I think. It's it is something that is quite difficult to define. There probably is definitions online which we we perhaps should have googled. But it's I think once you've had it or felt it, then then you know what it is, and it's it's it is that state of feeling so overwhelmed, so exhausted, so stressed that that you almost don't know. You don't feel like you can start, and you don't feel like you can do the jobs that you need to do, or, or I say get up in the morning. But that's that might be a bit dramatic, but it it does give you that feeling that you just feel uh you i think that you're almost so i i i didn't have burnout last year no it wouldn't have been last year now it was 2018 when i felt like that it wasn't burnout but it was like a version of burnout in that i just felt like i could not gather the energy to to do anything um and i think that that is part of burnout is when you feel as though you're paralyzed by everything you've got to do and you just can't put one one foot in front of the other because you don't know where to start because there's too much stuff to talk to do yeah i guess it's the polar opposite of that that super motivated feeling that you sometimes get whether you're starting a project or it's a monday morning or whatever it is where you feel pumped and you feel you want to go and play your music in the office and just absolutely crush your work it's the opposite of that it's you are you are almost lifeless aren't you it's yeah. it's, it's dead um and you just can't you can't bring yourself to 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 have to do the the tasks that you've got on your list yeah so what what we're trying to do today is talk about the factors to that that lead up to burnout so ways that you can sort out your arrangement your freelance arrangement but also i mean a lot of this information is going to be relevant if you're not a freelancer um to make sure that you don't get to that point so we're really looking at prevention rather than cure today in, mm. in what we're talking about and we are no health experts as well this is just um personal experiences and what we have done what advice we've 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 found on whether that's online or speaking to other freelancers that how you can prevent it how you can um you can how you can sort of give yourself more of a chance to avoid burnout and like you said if you're working for a big corporation, they probably have personnel in the HR team that their job is wellness and to look after the staff's um, mental health, uh, well-being as well. And there might be programs in place, or, or again, if you've got a an office of of, of people that are constantly, uh, what, what am I, I'm trying to say, if you if you yeah, if you've got an office of people that are noticing mood changes or are noticing that you're your productivity's gone down or that you you might be turning up late or you might be taking longer at lunch then someone you there's someone, someone to, to yeah look someone at external you say, could yeah. say yeah i think you're you're struggling why is it and then i guess then that's where hr might step in and and support you through that whereas freelancers apart from looking in the mirror and you might think oh i look awful because i look tired and, and worn out and exhausted that is basically the only external communication that you could get and, and feedback. So, or someone could come around and go, "Oh, you look tired," and you go, "That's 
That's always that's always a lovely thing to hear, isn't it? When someone says, "Oh, you look tired," basically no, code for you look terrible. People used to say to me, "Oh, are you not wearing makeup today?" I'm like, "Yes, I am." <laughs> <laughs> um, the so, joys yeah, of uh, working in an office. <laughs> yeah, so I think yeah, so it, it's it's having that um, that internal self awareness that that could help you if you ever do feel like you might be slipping into burnout or um, you, you, or you you're struggling to to get your work done. Yeah, so the first thing that I've written down is something that I think from personal experience is really important is to have a different space to work in from where you live your life. So even if that is a spare room that you've changed into an office, what I'm suggesting here is that you don't work at the kitchen table or like me, you don't work sitting on the sofa all day because I have found that that is really really detrimental to my mental health to be honest i just end up sitting there i'm not on an ergonomic chair i'm eating so much because i'm right next to the fridge not really as productive as i could be whereas now we have moved into a purpose-built office i feel like i can really differentiate between being at work and being at home yeah it's having that separation isn't it because like you say you you start your day in the morning or you've had your breakfast in the breakfast table you clear your bowl and your 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 mug away and then you pull your laptop out and then you you haven't changed your chair you haven't changed your seat you haven't changed your environment then you go and do a a 10 hour work day whatever that might be then you then you're done and then you close your laptop and then you go you make your dinner to the cooker yeah make your dinner and then come back to the dining room table so it's having that separation to be able to to uh to be able to say right this is work and this is life and on that as well i think when i was working at the dining room table i was leaving loads of notebooks out and pieces of paper and i think that contributes to this idea that you never feel like you're fully not working you need even if there is absolutely no other option than you'd work at your dining room table then i would suggest packing away everything at the end of the day to at least signify something in your brain that you're done for the day yeah it's the whole out of sight out of mind um it'd be the opposite of that if if you can always see your notepads and you can always see your laptop and you can always see the th- your to-do list then inevitably you're just always going to be thinking about work yeah definitely um and then on that i guess same sort of subject is work a certain amount of hours each day uh, the good thing about being a freelancer is you get to make a decision on how many hours you work, when you work. If you're someone who works really well in the morning, you might choose to start work at five and, and finish at two. Um, you might be the opposite to that. Whatever you decide to do, it's really important to try and stick to that every day because if you work from eight o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night, that is a surefire way to get on your way to burnout. Yeah. And I think this is quite specific to people that have sort of, I say, desk jobs that are sitting in front of a computer and, and are able to be online from a certain time to to to, to whenever. And that's a little bit open, more open-ended. There are other self-employed careers that would have more defined hours. Certainly if you're having to work on someone else's house then you might be defined by the hours that that you can be on site or you could be working there or if you're if you work more per hour then um i think that how we can transfer this is that if you are a hairdresser or a beautician or whatever it might be then 
you don't want to just have your hours that you agree to work completely scattered out throughout the day. So you might, you don't want to take a client on at 8 a.m. and then you don't want your next client to be 8 p.m. because yes, you will have some separation in the middle, but it, it could be a little bit disruptive. Um, certainly if your partner or family fall in more into the traditional nine to five and then you think, oh, I'm not gonna be able to see them or whatever it might be. I think a great example of that actually is my brother because he is a Mm. golf coach and he often will go off to his coaching facility at 9 a.m. in the morning, come back for a big chunk of the day and then have to leave and do another load of lessons in the evening. Because that's when people finish their day's work so they want their lessons. But Exactly. So you need to just be mindful of, this is a thing I do as well, in fact, and he does it, I think most people do it, is that, if you're planning something a month in advance, you're always like, oh yeah, I'll just add another one into that day. It doesn't matter. That day's in a month's time. I haven't got to think about it yet. And then you get to it and you think, why have I done that? Mm. I think just be more mindful of future you and the things that you are likely going to find stressful and try to eliminate those as much as possible. And I think I might be jumping to another point and tell me if I am, but I think having that separation between personal time and work time is important and that doesn't have to be from five o'clock till you go to bed that that doesn't have to be that defined because again like we said different careers and different um different freelance opportunities mean that you have to work or that you have to service people at certain times so again take your brother as an example he needs to be able to have guilt-free pleasure time during the day mm-hmm. um, which is which very hard very, very difficult, difficult very difficult we've done this before where we've had to either work weekends or nights to get a deadline done we think oh, okay it's fine because we'll have the next day off or we'll have a couple of hours on Tuesday in the morning or we'll start late or whatever it might be but it's it's having that guilt-free time because you do think oh I should it's it's nine o'clock on a Tuesday morning I should be working or it's Wednesday lunchtime I, I should be replying to those emails or I should be on my Facebook putting out some posts I've been working Saturdays for the last year now and every week I say to myself on a Monday I'm going to take Friday off and then I have my two days of the weekend and every single week I don't end up doing that so I think that you've really really got to try as much as possible to 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 manage that because that is something that will lead to burnout eventually it will it will wear you down um so you've got to prioritize your your downtime and even if that means it falls into traditional working hours yeah so if you find yourself sitting in front of the tv watching some awful daytime drama on gold and getting served adverts for pensioners then don't feel bad about Don't it because you've earned that. Exactly, you have earned that and you'll be working while everyone else is watching Love Island. So, exactly. you know, you're all right. Um, you do you. Exactly. Um, the next point I have is, and this is quite specific for people who do work from home desk-related jobs, I don't have anyone coming into the house, and that is get out of bed, get some clothes on and treat it as a normal working day. Um it's really difficult this one because of course you're not going to dress up like you would when you go to an office I mean you do but I don't I was going to say it's something that from day one of me working is something I have always tried to do and people have sort of taken the mic me before like why would you put a shirt on to go and sit in the spare bedroom but like you say it makes you feel like you are going to work and it like makes you feel like you 
get up, I have a shower, I brush my teeth, I, I treat it like I would if I was leaving, the, leaving, put a shirt on, put, put some decent trousers on, and then, yeah, and that just helps me, again, separate personal and work. I think I'm more of somebody who has loungewear. So it's not, it, it isn't um, full-on workwear, it isn't pyjamas, but it's somewhere in between. Most of the things that I wear to work in the house are not things that I would wear out and about. Oh, don't get me wrong, I'm not, not sitting here in a three-piece suit with a waistcoat well, and you're not far a tie. Off. But I like to put like a, a, a an Oxford shirt on or whatever it is. You've still to, got your slippers on. So. I've still got my slippers on, so there is the benefits. Yeah, I think it's just really important to... to keep that up and and equally if you're working um out and about but you're a freelancer or you're self-employed i think it's just really important to keep that up because in an office there's usually a dress code but when you are working for yourself you kind of have to set that dress code for yourself but just don't let your standards slip because it's just you who um is the one who has to deal with it if it sort of doesn't work out yeah and i think even if you do have a a messy job what like, sort of a manual um, manual laboring job and you are self-employed still I'd still make myself presentable as such um, and it comes down to what we we're talking about last week about your personal brand if you if you turned up to a, a new client in in your car van and it was filthy muddy and there was McDonald's wrappers in the window and you open the door and rubbish fell onto the onto the drive and then you got out and you were all sloppy you hadn't showered your hair was a mess then that's that's someone's impression of you mm-hmm. straight away whereas if you turn up your your vehicle is clean you're, you're tidy you've yes you're going to have clothes that might have stains and paint spots on them or or rips or whatever it might be but you can still look professional in that scenario so i think it doesn't have to be just if you're staying at home um, working with yourself when you're out and about you are still representing yourself and your own personal brand so I think it is important for that self-care yeah and I think also um, what well this is something that I've seen done really well is if you are for example a manual labourer of course you're going to go to jobs dressed in clothes that you wouldn't walk around in because you're going to get them messy but on social media and I am I guess jumping a little bit ahead but on social media you can still present yourself as the person you are day to day um so you can I think your brother does a really good job of this is that you don't have to just because your job is messy doesn't mean that on social media you can't show pictures of yourself as you are day to day wearing nice clothes um, a nice picture of yourself to show like the the kind of person you are because impressions are really important and I think that um, that that's something that people do look for especially in when they've got, when they're going to have someone coming to their house it's quite a personal thing yeah and I think it makes you feel more confident as well it makes you feel yeah, absolutely <clears throat> certainly for me if I, I if I've put some clothes on that that half decent I've had a shower I've done my hair etc you feel you feel much better with yourself whereas if you sort of slob about a little bit and just don't don't look after yourself then you're gonna feel a bit rubbish you're gonna be demotivated you're gonna feel like you can't be bothered with with the work you've got to do mm-hmm. yeah and um then i guess the next point again this all they all kind of connect quite nicely the next point is sleep um 
getting enough sleep is a huge contributing factor to, to burnout. You might be able to hear our dog in the background. She's she getting, is getting plenty of sleep. She's sitting there snoring, <laughs> getting plenty of sleep, yeah. Um, she's definitely not going to get burnout. Um, so just sleeping and spending... Uh, I, I think sleep for me you cannot underestimate how important it is and don't get me wrong there are a lot of people who are not getting the eight hours a night that we get and that we sort of force ourselves to have for various factors some people don't sleep very well some people have small children which just means they can't do that but as much as it is possible in your situation sleep is is so important because if you go to work every day just feeling really foggy in the mind you'll start to feel low in other areas of your life. Um, I I know that from having periods of my life where I haven't slept very well because my mind could sort of be worrying with a big project I've got on or something. And it's horrible. I really know the feeling is awful. Yeah, I think it's one of the most sort of obvious self-care tips. And we hear it all the time, whether that's losing weight or de-stressing or burnout. But you can't underestimate the power of a good night's sleep. Um but it is probably also one of the first things that gets sacrificed if you are busy. Um, we are coming at this from from people that are able to have sort of undisrupted sleep because we haven't got children or, or other factors going on. But for me, certainly, it's it's the first thing that if I'm extremely busy, it's the first thing that I will sacrifice, which is wrong. And I'll think, right, okay, if I need to get if I need to do more hours in a day, I'll I'll make sure I wake up at a ridiculous o'clock or I'll go to bed at a ridiculous o'clock, um, which I can see that that is a contributing factor because then the next day you're you're not as sharp and you're not as good and you do you do suffer from that and if you do it for an extended period of time, then yes, you are likely to suffer from some form of burnout. I think I'm the opposite to you because I cannot think in my whole life of one occasion where I've sacrificed sleep for work because I know that when I do that, I will end up not being able to work the next day because my mind just does not work. It really doesn't. Um, Yeah, I'd be interested to 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 know some of the thought, thoughts from people that are forced to not have good night's sleep. Yeah, people who've got children. People that do have young children yeah. or, or 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 have sort of sleep disorders that means that they they can't get sort of solid sleep. Um, yeah, is is it one of those things that you do just get used to and you you manage over time because that's something that I always think when when we have children I am going to be like how how am I going to cope? But I think that a lot of people I've spoken to always say, yeah, well, you just do. You, you just have get to. It. There's not really an option. <laughs> no, because we, we're going to go from having seven, eight hours night sleep, potentially, to then having to do all of this and do all, nothing else changing, but on four hours sleep a night, five hours sleep a night. So yeah, be interested to know what what people do and how you, how you, how you, how you manage. Um, and then on to some of the things that maybe, I mean, I I suggest I would recommend this as well but this is sort of NHS recommended information to make sure that you don't burn out or also suffer from things like anxiety or depression that are work that, that are work related um the NHS recommends speaking to people and also st- sort of stepping away from the work and doing something else I both think of which let's are- treat Let's do them one Treat at a time. Both. Yeah, okay, so um, speaking to people, they are good advice. They're, they're good points, and they're they're perhaps points that I wouldn't have 
I would have certainly the second one, but not the first talking to people because as a semi-introvert person, I'm quite happy to be on my own and quite happy to be in my own, my own company. So I'm not drawn and I'm not immediately sort of focused on communicating with other people that that sort of second that's second nature to me it's not not first nature but I can see the value in that certainly again we're we're quite fortunate that we both do this together and we're both in it together so we're very rarely on our own own but there are a couple of days where I go to client sites and you are on your you are completely on your own Um, and I know that you sometimes are desperate to just not be in the same room as a dog and to yeah. just to be able to talk to someone else and again this might might be similar for working mums as well that they spend all their day with children and they're also working on their own so you feel like I just need another adult <laughs> to, to talk to and yeah. I guess the power of that and I guess you you will benefit because I'm very I very very rarely work on my own I'm whether I'm either with you or I go to a client's site and then that's in an office environment but you have two, maybe three days a week where you are completely from seven till seven on your own. And I think that that is, um, it's it's weird for me and I don't deal with it well. And it's not necessarily even that I like to be around people because a huge part of why I stopped working in an office environment is because people are annoying. <laughs> they just sometimes people annoy me. Um, so that isn't actually the reason, but I think it is just, it's that lack of flexibility because I mean, I'm not sort of suggesting that my situation is similar to people with children, but because we have a dog who can't be left alone, I am, I feel stuck. And I guess that's the same sort of thing with children is you feel like you can't easily just get up if you're feeling in a bit of a funny mood and just leave the house and go somewhere else and do something else um i think without the dog i would spend a lot more time working um in coffee shops just even not speaking to people but just having people i was gonna say just to even people watch and just see what other people are doing other interactions and i don't know if there's some sort of innate biological need for that because we are creatures of groups and of clans or whatever so i guess that that loneliness feeling um isn't going to be unique to to us to you and like you say you don't even have to talk to anyone or or communicate but just to sit in an environment where there's life and there's people Mm. and there's things to look at and there's something different and you can whether you eavesdrops on other conversations whatever it is i think that is important that is like you say if you didn't have a dog then you probably would do that more often and Mm. just go and again we're blessed with the ability to just take a laptop or a notepad or whatever it might be to a coffee shop a library wherever it might be and just work there um, and have that flexibility i think on the flip side of that as well if you look at so many self-employed people who never get that so if you're like working on a house you're working you're you're giving a service you always have to be on Mm. so you always have to speak to people you have to get conversation out of people there's always people around so while we feel like sometimes a bit lonely there are so many freelancers out there who must be like just just, give me a moment please just want to be on my own you're right you're right like going back to the hairdressers they i couldn't i could not is there a hairdresser that just wants to not ask you about your holiday and not ask you how you how you're getting on and just 
Silence, silence, scissors. My, exactly. My idea Your for idea. A, that is a thing now for a barber's or in a, London. A that's becoming quite popular. I can people see just the need, They need yeah. a minute away. Again, because we're so because um, we're so stimulated all the time, and we're desperate for stimulation. We can't go for a walk without listening to a podcast or some music, or we can't go for a run without doing something. We always need additional entertainment. You can't can't even watch a TV show now without having your phone in your hands, oh, checking social bad. media. So having those moments of quiet are imp- are also important. I know we've completely 360'd on this, but it is also important to, to have downtime. And it, I guess it's just doing a little bit of the opposite of what your career forces you to do. Whether your career forces you to be mega talkative and mega um, always on and have to talk to people and have to converse and have to be great. So therefore you might need a bit of time where you can just not talk, not 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 listen to anything just be quiet for a little while so whether that's you go for a walk without your headphones or if you go um, to the library and just sit if, 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 if you're into reading maybe just go and sit or even go to a coffee shop and don't go there with anyone don't go there with with, with headphones just sit and just just be sort of quiet in your own mind be for present. a little while be present yeah and then then what we were talking about in the first instance, if you are someone that is alone a lot and has to has to be quite isolated for their work, then try and make some effort in their week to go out and see the world and talk to people. Absolutely. What, what about um, like self-employed or freelancers meeting up and working together? Well, and that is something that we've, I guess, got more experience of lately because we are part of um, a collective of freelancers called Hoxby and we do speak so I do speak to other freelancers more and I think that that is really becoming a thing there are a lot of Facebook groups so if you are feeling lonely or isolated by your job there are a lot of Facebook groups that you can join quite often I see people on there saying I just have not actually spoken to another human being a bar the postman all week and sometimes you really need that you just need to have a chat about your work well, maybe it's maybe a bit of advice then if you are feeling lonely because yes, connecting digitally is great, but I think it is also important to have some of that face-to-face interaction. Then maybe try and join some of these Facebook groups or these collectives um, and then find people in your local area that are doing similar work to you, have similar work patterns and styles to you and see if you can just spend, whether you get into a habit of, of doing a morning or a day a week where you go and work at each other's houses or you go and find a communal spot where you can do, do some work. You could be in completely polar or different industries, but trust me, you're probably feeling some of the same issues and problems and and, and, and challenges as each other. So that might be, look, you might make a new friend as well. Definitely. Um, and, I, and I want to touch on as well, um, this whole uh, connection between shame and burnout and we were just talking about this a little bit before the podcast started and it's about the idea that you've failed if you can't do something so if you can't do something work related for example if I've got so much on and I am still trying to pile more on my plate there's almost this shame that I feel around not getting it done. I'll go on social media and be like, well, that person's doing it, that person's doing it, that person's got a full job and they're still able to write a book on the side. How are they doing it? And then thus this comparison cycle begins. And I think that there is a real need to address the shame and burnout 
and how they sort of fit in to each other because I think a lot of what happens is that people go on social media they see that everyone else is doing it and they think I should be able to do that too um and then they end up trying to pile too much onto their plates yeah I think like you say it's it's again you, if you're starting out in the freelance world or if you're quite new to it then you might look at some of the industry leaders and the, the motivational speakers or, or influencers that it's all about just hustling and getting things done and and being on grinding these these are buzzwords mm. that you hear a lot grind hustle um i hate those words yeah <laughs> but inherently that that means that you've got to work hard and yes you do have to work hard to make something successful but you if you if you compare yourself to to people that either are in their flow and have got it know what they're doing or also if you if you're coming from not working whether you're 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 at a university or coming off maternity leave or whatever it might be that you're that you're going from zero work to then having to throw yourself into the self-employed world don't necessarily go zero to a hundred in the same week or month be gradual start doing things um in, in in milestones yeah i think that there is a saying i don't know exactly but it's something like don't compare your day one to someone else's day 300 or yeah, whatever exactly you, yeah you've got to go at your own pace and and i think that this neatly flows into another point that i had was is, is and it's about um consistency and if you go in all guns blazing and you're like well i have seen this person on social media i want to recreate my career to be like theirs um and you try to do too much at once again you're heading towards burnout it is not possible to do that much and you've got to really think about your personal limits just because someone else can work 14 hours a day and not feel stressed by it doesn't mean that you are the same I hate these. This is there's a quote that that goes around that says you've got the same amount of hours in your day as Beyonce. It's like yeah, but Beyonce's also got a nanny. She's a multimillionaire. There are some people who are gonna have days where they're just like, no, I need to get through this. I'm not going to be able to do anything, and you cannot punish yourself for that because you're just gonna end up feeling super anxious all the time um, because you're trying to live up to something that is ultimately an illusion because a lot of instagram is an illusion yeah i think the 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 biggest thing here is the long-term grind and that doesn't come from short-term um hustle as such it doesn't mean you've got in order to run a successful business or become a thought leader or to 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 start employing people or to open an office or to to have a retail store whatever your aspiration is that doesn't mean you have to work 10 15 20 hours in the day you what you need to be able to do is you need to be able to work for 12 months you need to be able to do this for the next five years you need to be able to look at your 10-year plan and that won't be successful if you think right day one i've got to go out and do 15 hours of of hard graft that's not gonna that's not gonna do it you need to be smarter and you need to think okay this is what I need to achieve in my first month this is what I need to achieve in my first six months this is what I need to achieve in the first 12 months because yes you do have to work hard but working hard doesn't mean just working every hour that you can Mm. possibly work and we both know that there are people that work every hour of the day and are not productive no because you it's like it's when I worked in an office I see people 
working, technically working, they're not there. doing anything. Their bums are on their chairs and <laughs> exactly. their, their hands are on and their they mouths. Might, but... They might get back at the, the weekend and say they've done a 70-hour work week, but actually how many hours of that, that work week has been full-on work and not just being present in the place? I mean, I've spent many a day scrolling on ASOS on my, on my computer, but it doesn't mean that I'm working. Yeah. So you've just got to get that balance. Um, and, and I also think that that comes into reframing your goals a little bit as well so for example if i just had a goal of become jk rowling that is putting so much pressure on myself and also not really giving me any logical steps of how i'm going to get to that point Mm. and that is one of those things which contributes to burnout it's when you've given yourself this mammoth task but you have absolutely no idea how to achieve it so you spend every day skirting around this big goal and not really knowing how to deal with it and then feeling like a failure when you can't deal with it. So have a goal that might seem completely crazy and unachievable, but then have really, really actionable steps to get to that point. Don't just don't just think, well, why am I why am I not JK Rowling already? It's not fair. Yeah, failure can be a, a huge contributor to burnout because no one likes to fail. No one likes to feel like you've done something wrong. And it's easy to then just shrug your shoulders and give up, and then that makes you that that makes you feel negative. That gives you that that negative outlook on the world and your work life as well. Um, which all of these these minor things will all add up to one big sort of crash, and that yeah. big crash being burnout. And so, something that I do that has served me really well so far is to do every day do a tiny it doesn't always have to be tiny depending on what mood i'm in but make sure that i'm doing a tiny step towards my goal every day so if you're for for me that looks like writing an article writing a blog post um writing even if it's one sentence of a book if i'm really not in the mood just doing something that keeps my brain within the projects that i'm working on um, and that will look different to everybody. If you are, I don't know, a, a scaffolder, for example, and you're trying to grow your social media account, then think about ways to just do something every day. Take more pictures when you're out and about working. Just little things that will move you towards your goal. You don't have to, and, and I see this a lot, a lot of people say, I want to have more social media followers. A week down the line when they don't have that, they completely give up. Yeah, It's just consistency and longevity are are both really important points here. Um, Do you have anything else to add to that? Yeah, I was going to say my my biggest contributor to burnout is my brain always being on work. And again, I'm not sure if I have ever experienced burnout in its fullest sense, but I have felt overwhelmed and exhausted by work and um, to a point where you almost don't know where to begin some of the projects that you've got on or some of the tasks you've got on because you feel that level of is it overwhelmness overwhelming <laughs> over the feeling is overwhelming um, yeah that's that that for me is because my I, I struggled to turn my brain off of work at times and that just because I'm not sat at my desk or in front of my computer or speaking to clients or out on a site or whatever it might be, doesn't mean I'm not thinking about work. I'm always thinking about that next 
where that next project's coming from or I'm thinking about what invoices I need to send out or I'm thinking about what part of my portfolio I want to improve or what new bit of computer or camera equipment or whatever it might be I want to buy. So I do, for me, that that is, that's my biggest challenge that I probably, if I could download what my brain has thought about in a day, I reckon 80% of that is work related, probably even more than that. And that that can be a challenge, certainly when I'm very busy physically, when I'm having to do a lot of work, and then also my brain doesn't switch off. That's when I that's when I feel like I struggle, and I can sometimes then I start to get ill because my immune system is taking a batter in, and I I show signs of stress as well that because I'm not I'm not switching off. So I think that's where we did touch on it, but I think we we skipped past it about doing other things, and that's where. I play football and for me when I'm so I I train once a week and then I also play once a week so for those three or four hours in the week where I'm playing football I think about nothing else but football which from that that's completely right my brain is is cut from thinking thinking about work and until I get home and and that's really important for me and that's important for my mental health as well that I can I can completely switch off from thinking about work. When I'm when I'm on a football pitch, I, I'm not thinking about invoices or I'm not thinking about what marketing opportunities are out there or my pipeline or or project that I've got going on. I'm purely thinking about football. And that's one of the NHS recommendations as well, is to have some form of <clears throat> hobby. So for you, it's football. I mean, for me, I, I go to improv. Um, I haven't been for a while, but I've been going to improv lessons where your brain has to be completely in the moment and it's such a good thing to do and for me also I like going to the gym there are just things that mean that your brain cannot do anything else because you can't allow it to well it doesn't even try to does it I don't know if you find that as well I think it's a difficult one because people say that the ideal job is your hobby but then you blur the lines between switching off and working as well I think that, well, for me, and I guess I can't speak for everyone, but when my hobby became my job, it was important for me to find a new hobby. I just think that that was how, that's how it needs to be. That's, you need to have some sort of hobby in your mind because it keeps you from thinking about work 24-7. And when you do, when your hobby does become your job, there are, it, it changes, it does change. And I still love it and I couldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world, but the way that you feel about it that definitely does change. Yeah, so I think it, it it's important to find that strike that balance between having switch off time where your brain can't think about the projects, invoices, new clients, social media marketing, whatever it might be, um, but also doing something that you absolutely love and that is ultimately why we get into freelancing or being self-employed or being your own boss because it gives you that that ability to to, to, to to do what you love doing. Yeah, um, and I and I think that if one more point that I would just like to make on, I guess this whole subject to round it off, is that if you are somebody who struggles with just finding time to either do a hobby or to switch off from work, then you should try and schedule into your day like you would a meeting. 
I do that. So with the gym, when I, I like to sit down on a Sunday evening and go through my week and I add in times where I could go to the gym into that so that as soon as I wake up in the morning, I don't have to worry about rushing around to try and find times for my hobby. Yeah, that's fair enough. I th- yeah, I think I think that's what it, it ultimately comes down to is being able to plan to have some switch off time um, rather than just constantly either be working or think about work definitely and that i guess kind of sums up everything that we wanted to talk about we've got we've got a quick fire round still to go but is there anything that you want to add no i think that's that's everything and perhaps should say what we we kind of answered my my um my way that i help myself deal with burnout is that that very defined switch off period um, otherwise I can end up thinking about work for 20 hours in the day or maybe not that many but I can th- think about work all the time um, so I do need to almost plan to have fun <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, I guess our brains work quite differently um, to each other's because I've never really had that problem like you have where I can't switch off from work I, I can quite easily switch off from work but I think that my difficulty is that when you work from home you always feel like you're surrounded by work yeah and even if I'm not thinking about it it is in my peripheral and sometimes you just need to be able to take a step completely away from that so that is really important and you know having a dog has really helped me because I have to get out every single day and I'm not suggesting that if you're a freelancer you should have a dog because obviously it's not for everyone but um getting out and about and just going for a walk every day it it has helped me so much i can't even explain yeah so if i think if you are struggling let's finish on this get up make yourself feel good so have a shower brush your teeth put on a decent outfit um what's appropriate for your job then try and have that separation between your work life and your home so if you are working from home have a an area in the house that's either separate or the ability to 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 set up and set down at the end of each day and then once you have finished your your day yes you are going to think about it don't beat yourself up that it might be nine o'clock or you're laying in bed and you're thinking about the invoices that you need to send out or you're thinking about what you're going to post on, on social media in order to generate a little bit more business or whatever it might be but then also make sure you do have that time where you switch off you go and do a hobby you go to the gym you go for a walk you play football you play any sport you you might play the piano for an hour or something something that you know that you can't go onto autopilot because when you fall into autopilot that's probably when you start to think about work definitely good points well made (laughs) Uh, now let's just do the quick fire round i guess then um so oh let me turn my page over the first thing i thought we'd start with is what we've been watching this week which we've liked because i know that's an easy one yeah, we've we've both started watching the morning show on Apple TV Plus. I really, which is really great. like it. Yeah, which is it's good. It's Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston are the leads, but it's also got Reese Witherspoon as well. Um, and it's it's effectively about a TV morning breakfast show, kind of like This Morning Britain. Um, <laughs> this morning Britain. is that wrong? Is that not what <laughs> it's morning, called? Good Morning Britain, Britain right? with Piers Morgan. And, yeah. Or This Morning is the other one. All right, okay. I've, I've blended the two. Um, it's 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 that, but in America, and, and and there's some 
drama and controversy that that does it all. But it's it's as you'd expect from Apple's flagship show for their Apple TV yeah, Plus service. Good. It's it's well produced. It's got some big names. It's written really well. So it's it's very engaging. We are also always on the sidelines watching the American Office and seeing Steve Carell in two very different. It's roles. quite hard to switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah from switch. a bumbling idiot boss to then this serious actor. Yeah. Uh, then let's talk about read what we've been reading or in your case listening to this week I will start by saying that I have been I'm halfway through reading Animals by Emma Jane Unsworth which is very very good not related to work in any way it is definitely fiction just just a very very good book uh, it's quite short as well so I think if you haven't got a lot of time but you kind of just want to dip in and out of something that's a good one and um, so Emma Jane Unsworth, Animals is actually her um, her previous book. She's just released a new one called Adults, which I had to read as part of um, some work that I do. I got an early copy of it and it's very, very good. So if you have already read Animals and you're looking for another Emma Jane Unsworth book, then Adults is out now. Cool, nice. And I'm going to stick to the the listen or podcast theme that's of that fine, because yeah. that's how I digest my, my my entertainment. And I actually recommended this podcast to someone this week, and it made me remember how good and interesting it actually was. And it's from the How To Academy, and the episode's called "Stop Facebook from Des- Destroying Democracy." And it's it's from Mark Zuckerberg's early mentors in the Facebook days. So he, he had a, he's got a lot of insight into what Facebook and these big companies are doing with our data. And he speaks very candidly about big data and some of the concerns that we should have and some of the companies that we sh- should and shouldn't trust um, from his sort of insight of, of, of being in Facebook. So I would definitely give that uh, a listen and it's it's good to to un- have an understanding of because it's easy to be naive to to what what our data is being used for um so it's it's good to have an understanding cool that sounds very interesting um right next is buy and mine is quite a simple one and it's the template app i think actually the app is might be something to do with zoella um although I, I'm not I'm not quite sure but anyway the the app is really good and basically it allows you to um, put your stories into templates just to make them look a bit nicer this is such a good tip for small businesses it's not an expensive app but it makes um, it makes everything that you're putting on social media look so much more professional it just gives you borders it means that you can lay out your photos right so you're not just chucking random things on there um, and it's a really good tip for if you're trying to just, you know, bring your um, small business up to the next level. It's something easy and quick that can give your your stories and your Instagram a bit of a theme, which I think is a good tip. Cool. Um, I haven't really bought anything this week that's exciting, so I might have to pass on this one. Yeah, you have. Well, you, you made some big purchases lately, so maybe some, that's yeah, fair. I made a big purchase. Okay, and the last one is self-care, which I feel like is quite relevant, yeah, given that we've spoken about it this week. Um, my tip, actually, I've kind of given away my tip already, but I'm just going to say it again anyway, um, and that's getting outside every day, because now there is a little bit more sunlight, which we're all very very grateful for um getting out and about and just feeling that sunlight on your skin is such 
a good feeling. I can, I'm starting to feel like, oh, spring is in touching distance. So just getting out and about, being outside, that's my tip. Nice and simple. Cool. And yeah, I, I've also spoken about mine, but I feel quite strongly that you do need to find a hobby and to have some downtime, to have some real downtime that, that, that helps with your personal life, your your social life and also your work life. So find something to do, um, maybe a non-digital and analog hobby could that, be that, useful. That's if why that's... A, lot, a lot of people are, um, draw, are drawing, aren't they? Mm. They're, they're colouring in the colouring books because it's something that's completely not analog. in the digital world. And that is, again, this is coming from a point that, that we have a digital life that we spend most of our days on computers and phones. So if you come from the, the other side of it, like you said, scaffolders, they might want to add a little bit of digital yeah, side of it. So they might mm. want to learn or watch YouTube, whatever it might be. But just, again, having little bits of everything, I think don't, it's the same with diets, don't go crazy on one group, have a sort of a spread and a, and a mix. And it's the same with our, our mental health as well. Don't, don't be 100% on one thing, try and spread it out a little bit. Good, good advice. Cool. And that's it. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Outsourced with me, James, and my wife, Caroline. Yeah, thank you. And um, please, I know that maybe there are some of you that have been listening sort of as we go on. Um, if you do and you are enjoying it, please can you rate us just because it helps with with everything, really. It just helps for more people to see what we're doing. So if that is you and you are enjoying it, please can you rate us yeah rate it share it and also get in touch with us with some of your tips as well um if again we we spoke earlier about if you're a a working parent and and trying to function on less sleep we'd love to hear on how you deal with that and whether that is you just accept the fact that you you're not gonna be quite as productive or you drink tons of coffee and red (laughs) bull and just force your way through it but and we can add those tips into if we get any we can add them into next week's episode cool yeah so feel free to reach out to us all of our social media um, channels are in the description and uh, we'll look forward to next week have a good week bye bye Thanks for listening to Outsourced. 